Greetings and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast from Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Diana Sanchez-Bouchong, Executive Director of Worship Ministries and Director of Music Ministries. I'm Lisa Hancock, Director of Worship Arts. And I'm Derek Weber, Director of Preaching Ministries. During this time of transition from virtual to online and hybrid worship, the worship team has endeavored to provide conversations that inspire worship teams and leaders to seize this moment and realize the opportunities before the church, finding ways to help those worshiping with us to re-engage and shape the church we are becoming. Today, we're going to have a conversation regarding some upcoming webinars dealing with the topic of disaffiliation. We've been hearing from many people all across the United Methodist Connection about the grief and anxiety they are experiencing during this time. Disaffiliation is affecting everyone, whether it's pastors who lament not seeing friends at annual conference this year, or families leaving churches after generations of calling it home. Everyone is feeling a displacement right now, and that's a huge challenge for all of us. So the worship team discerned how best to help in this time. So we came up with a worship service we're calling Out of the Ashes, a service of lament in a season of disaffiliation. This service will take place on April 20th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So again, we discussed what is the best way to address this grief that we're in right now and move toward a new beginning. And we felt that the most important thing to do at this moment is to acknowledge the grief. And so as we were developing this worship service, we were we are giving a lot of space for people to sit with that and then also to move forward. So I'm going to ask Lisa, our Director of Worship Arts, to talk about the flow of the service. And then we'll talk more about the other webinars that will also come into play. Absolutely. You know, when we were putting this service together and imagining what it would mean to lead people throughout the denomination who are experiencing this season of disaffiliations in such a variety of ways, one of the things we came back to was the Psalms. How do the Psalms Mm -hmm. help us lament? How do the Psalms help us turn to God? And it's amazing when you go through all of the Psalms and you start (laughs) looking for the Psalms of lament, there are a lot of them that just start low and they end low. And and you're like, what? (laughs) Like, this is so important for us to name our lament, but gosh, like, where is the turn? And so we, we ended up settling on Psalm 77 because what it helped us do is not say, We're sad and we're hurting and we're despairing and we're wounded, but everything's going to be okay. Instead, Psalm 77 really helps us live into the lament, to cry out to God, to tell God all of the things that we're feeling, to even ask, where are you, God, in the midst Mm. of this? But then instead of turning towards, but everything will be okay, it turns towards, and God is still. And I think that turn was really important for us. So in the flow of the service, one of the things that participants will find is that we are going to 
follow Psalm 77. This is not going to be your traditional service of the word where we're going to have four scripture readings from different portions of the biblical text. Instead, we're letting Psalm 77 and this movement into our grief and then taking our grief towards statements of God's faithfulness carry us through the lament. Within this, we will also be engaging what our baptismal identity is. So we will start at the font, we will come back to the font to express our lament, and then we will return again to the water as as that which carries us forward. And one of the things that I hope that we're able to do with congregants who participate either at 11 a.m. on April 20th, or because this will be archived and available, you can access it asynchronously as well to do it outside of that specific time, is to really have moments of being able to stop and ground ourselves and feel lament and participate in lament with others. So we have designed this service to be a completely online experience for all those who who gather in different times and places. And there will be invitations to gather a candle, to have a rock, to have a cup of water. And if you don't have those things, you can still participate. There's There will be other ways to, to ground ourselves, but it's really a moment for us to use this wonderful gift of online worship to let ourselves be grounded, to participate in a fully embodied way in lament, but also know that we are gathered at the same time that we're scattered, that we are we are coming together to lament together at the same time that we are in such different places and we're in such different experiences of this season of disaffiliation. I, I think one of the most important words that you used a number of times, Lisa, and Diana too, when you were talking about it, is the experience. Mm-hmm. It is not our intention to explain disaffiliation right. or to pass judgment on disaffiliation mm-hmm. or to talk about how it should have been done better or worse. Or, you know, We're just saying, what is the experience of what the denomination as a whole is going through? How does that affect mm-hmm. us? And then to be honest about how we're feeling about that, even though there's there's always this hope that we're going forward, we're going to be the church still. But but let's be honest. Let's let's admit that, and let's also acknowledge that that grief is in us. Mm-hmm. Our hope is in God. That's, right. That's what you were talking That's about, right. Lisa. Mm-hmm. Looking at that God is still God. Our hope is in God. Problem is, we experience God most often with each uh-huh. other. And so that's why we're kind of torn in the midst of all of this. We're we're losing our grip on on who God has been through our denomination, through our our functioning together, through our relationships. And so we need to kind of reorient ourselves back to God mm-hmm. so that we can then look at the community that we are and are becoming and find God at work in that, find hope in the future of the church. That's right. I'm so glad you brought that forward, Derek, because it's not just the situation that we're in as United Methodist. It's this, this, the place that we're in in our society right now. We are so yes. much more geared towards the argument, the the mm-hmm. having the discussion, the explaining what's happening, the unpacking, the if I can put words to it, I can make sense of it. We're so captured by this drive to make sense of what's happening that... We're not giving ourselves permission 
to experience mm-hmm. where it is in our bodies, to experience how our emotions are encountering this. And so I, I, I'm so glad you brought that forward because we do start the service with permission, that you have permission to lament, you have permission to feel all of this without having to put words to it or make sense of it. Well, and I, th- I think it's also important to understand that lament is a pretty broad experience, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes we use the word lament and we mean sad, but sometimes we mean angry or frustrated mm-hmm. or lost. You know, there's a whole lot of things. And, and to assume that we all feel the same thing is is also to misunderstand what's really going mm-hmm. on among mm-hmm. us. Well, yeah, that reminds me of the stages of grief, right? Mm-hmm. So this helps acknowledge one of the stages of grief. Yeah, yeah. We, we live into the moment. Where are we? And we may be in different places. And that's part of the division, the dividing up, right. you know. As I look at the online conversations that we have with one another, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hurt that's in there. And that's part of what you were saying, Lisa, about the trying to explain it or, or understand it when we're too raw mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. get to that point. And so, so that's what we want to do. We want to just say, okay, God, I'm raw. That's what the psalmist, you know, certainly in Psalm 77, but many other psalms, as you were saying too, Lisa, yeah. that that's the experience. That's what God wants us to be honest with ourselves yeah. and with God so that so that we can begin to face what's really going on. Absolutely. And I think that also speaks to the reality that this service is not just for those who are sad about what's happening, or even just for mm-hmm. those who are angry about what is happening in our denomination, that I, I know that there are churches out there and I know that there are United Methodists out there that are like, we're not experiencing disaffiliation this way. So we're not really broken up about it. And, and I understand that. And I also hope that this can be an invitation to be present to other people's pain within the connection, right. to understand yes. that the pain that others are experiencing around disaffiliation impacts us too, because we're all in this connectional system together. I think that's that coming back together again mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. You know, we each have our own experiences of that, and we look to God as the source of hope, but then we come back together, and we acknowledge the hurt in others. We acknowledge the brokenness in others, and it may surprise us. You know, those of us who do feel okay, but it's just one of those things, uh, may be surprised to find the depth of, of pain in, in other people's mm-hmm. lives. So, Derek, I, I'd like for you to talk about the webinar that follows the the worship service, because there's three webinars that follow. And if you'll talk about the one that unpacks the worship service, and then I'll talk about the other two. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the living into the hope. Okay, what are we going to do? So, again, our job is not necessarily to wallow in our emotions, whatever they are, but to say, okay, where do we go from here? What do we do next? But the webinar immediately following, a week after, so April 27th, the worship team will go back to that worship service and be with whoever wants to connect with that and say, okay, here's here's our thinking, here's what we were planning to do, here's the liturgy that we have, how is it going to connect with you? And we're going to talk about points of contact, and we're going to find out ways to interpret this perhaps in different settings with different emotions and saying, okay, my church is not experiencing this, but we are experiencing that. So how can I speak into that? How can Psalm 77 help me? Or what other psalm could I use to to find that? So we hope to be able to provide resources 
for local churches to say, in our context, here's what we need to say. Here's what we need to do. Or perhaps even districts or annual conferences may utilize some of the resources that we have in in different kinds of ways, may use parts of it, may use some, as, as Diana said, it'll be archived and may use part of the service in other settings, which we give permission to do. Or they may completely write something different from that. But but what we want to do is we want to talk with people and hear from worship leaders. There'll be an opportunity to share via the chat ways that, that it is striking you that you may think of that would work in your context that may enlighten all of us, may find new ways of, of reaching that. So, so what we hope the second webinar, after experiencing the service, after, after walking through that journey, the second webinar is what I always wanted to do in the local church, and that is to look back at the service we just did. We're always moving on to the next thing. Yes, that's but let's true. look back and say, what did we learn? What, what might have we done differently? Or what additional kinds of things? What can we carry with us into the next setting? So we hope that our intention is that second webinar will be very practical, mm-hmm. very hands-on, resource-rich. We'll point to not just the things we did in that service, but other resources that we have on our site or other places you may look for things or ways of writing uh, materials or, or contextualizing this experience in your local setting. That's, that's our goal with all of mm-hmm. that, that it really becomes hands-on, something you can do something with in your local setting. Great. And I hope a lot of people will come to that webinar with the hopes of being able to capture some of that for their own context. So following that, there's a webinar on courageous conversations that will be led by our Associate General Secretary, Scott Hughes. Scott developed this program when he was the Director of Adult Discipleship. And it's a wonderful program where he helps people have these conversations that are difficult. I've heard him talk about the difference between dialogue and debate. So Mm -hmm. dialogue is more about listening, giving the other person a a space to listen or the other, uh, other person's debate is always about winning, you know, making the argument that's going to be more challenging and that has a, you know, winning component to it. We don't want those kinds of conversations around this, but we want dialogue. So he he is going to talk about courageous conversations and provide a structure for fruitful dialogue that focuses on learning. Again, learning, not winning. In this webinar, he'll cover the need for a design team to develop a design team around this courageous conversations about covenants, because when you have these kinds of conversations, you enter into a covenant with each other and you develop that covenant together. And so this is very Wesleyan. And then uh, there's a structure to gain clarity and grow as disciples. We always want to be growing and, mm. and it's challenging. It's not an easy thing to grow into discipleship and be more like Christ. But courageous conversations can definitely point us in that direction. I, I think, too, it's important to, to stress that we're now expanding this conversation beyond just the worship experience. Right. We're going to start with worship because we believe, of course, we're the worship <laughs> team. That's what we believe. Everything begins <laughs> yes. in worship. Everything yes, centers around worship. <laughs> and worship guides all that we do. But now we're expanding beyond that. These courageous conversations are not happening during a worship ser- service. They're, they're happening outside of that experience, and they're for the whole congregation. Indeed, the whole community mm-hmm. are invited to be a part of this. It is an openness 
to say, okay, these things we've been muttering about under our breath in our own separate corners, now we need to bring to the table and talk with one another. I love your right. distinction and Scott's distinction between debate and discussion. We're, we're sharing with one another. We're listening to one another mm-hmm. and hearing the hurt. We're not, and the other thing I've heard Scott say is we're not necessarily trying to change anybody's mind. Right. We're just trying to be heard. Right. And, um, and understand. Right. And understand. A greater understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like that idea of uh, once people experience this webinar, being able to do it in small groups in their church. But I even see it, as you were saying, the community, a district mm-hmm. doing this together with different churches talking together. I think it's going to take that kind of concerted effort to regain the trust across the whole community. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, to revitalize the connection. Because right. mm-hmm. what's happening is a severing of the connection right. in yes. some ways. And so... So what's left? You know, who are we now going mm-hmm. forward? So I think that's that is going to take some work. Yes. And then we'll finish up the webinars with one final webinar on May 11th. And the Courageous Conversations and this one on May 11th are at 6 p.m. in the evening because we know that this can be a different audience than uh, the worship service and the worship planning one. So this one is on stewardship and generosity through the storms of disaffiliation. And our wonderful Ken Sloan is going to be leading this. And he leads many webinars around stewardship. So again, this webinar is not to tell people, this is what you need to do with the finances in your church or that sort of thing. But it's more about how do we live into a time of stewardship and generosity as we are also dealing with disaffiliation and these rough storms that we're experiencing right now. So I, again, I think this is a webinar that will help move the needle forward, or I don't know how to say that, but move us forward into thinking beyond the finances. Every, every person in our congregation is a gift in of themselves. Mm-hmm. And we all have a duty to stewardship, to do something with the gifts that we have, whether it's providing music or providing art or providing mission, all of those things. So helping us live into what stewardship looks like in the future. I, th- I think one of the, the things, I don't know whether Ken would say this or not, but one of the things that I see in this pattern is that now we're coming back to experience. How are we going to live mm-hmm. as people going forward in a new reality? And generosity and stewardship, I think, need to be our guiding thoughts and how we share, how we continue the conversations that we talked about the week before in Courageous Conversations, but also how we live with one another, how we give of ourselves Mm -hmm. to enter into these new relationships, this new understanding of what the church can be. Mm -hmm. It's not not new in the sense that we're reinventing something. We're just claiming these core truths about how we are to be the community together. And, And I think Ken has a, has his finger on the pulse of what makes a church function well, and certainly this attitude of generosity and stewardship is is one that helps us be the church we're called to be. Right. It also strikes me that all of these, in their own way, are inviting us into not a spirit of fear, but a spirit mm. of hope, of moving forward, of being together. Because I think whenever everything feels unsettled, 
it's hard for us to hear one another. It's hard for us to mm-hmm. imagine giving. It's you know we start fearing for the survival instead of dreaming of the thriving, right? And and so I I just appreciate how we start with worship, but then we move out from worship to start addressing all of these together, I think start addressing some of those core places of fear that we can have when everything feels disrupted so that we can actually imagine a future together, right? And start living into that future together. Which which says that we're doing all of this, not because of fear, not mm-hmm. because of the pain that we see, although we're responding to that, it is because of hope, because we believe that God is still at work within the United Methodist Church, and, and whatever manifestations of that may, may come out. We, and so we're saying, how can we embrace a possibility even while our souls are wounded, mm-hmm. even, even while our structures are shaken a little bit? The, the scriptural witness often gives, gives account of how Trouble will happen. Difficulties will come. And the promise is not that everything's going to be easy, but that God will be with us and that we can make it through. And so our our desire through all of these four webinars and then a lot of the resources that we create is to say, we believe in the church. We believe in our denomination. We believe in our history. We believe in our connection. And we want to do all that we can do to help make that continue on into a new manifestation. Mm. What a great way to wrap mm-hmm. up, Derek. <laughs> Before we go, I want to say that people can go to our website in the search bar, do Out of the Ashes, and you'll go to the page that has all of these webinars listed there. You have to sign up for them. It doesn't cost any money, but you do have to sign up so that we can track. But also, we're going to keep filling that page with more resources throughout the year. This isn't, you know, a four-week series and it's done. It'll keep living and we're going to keep adding to it, whether it's print resources or conversations. And so I invite you to keep looking at that page, but look at look for it throughout of the ashes. Lots coming. Lots <laughs> coming. And we're excited about that. And and the resources that will be available and, and for folks to be a part of that. We hope that you have gained something from this conversation. We hope that you'll join us on April the 20th uh, or sometime afterwards if you're not able to be there at, at 11 o'clock Central Time for that service. But to know it'll be there, it'll be a resource for you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for, for joining us today. And remember, as Diana says, you can always find more information about this and other resources and other things we have going on at our website, umcdiscipleship.org. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. If you have comments or questions or ideas that you would like to share with us, feel free to send us an email. There's a contact us link on the website, and you can send us a note, ask us a question, and we try to get back as quickly as we can. But again, thank you for, for listening in. And until next time, The worship team and all of Discipleship Ministries will be praying for and with you and your congregation. So may God continue to bless your worship ministry as you make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.